welcome 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 <laughs> okay dax <laughs> no that was perfect who are you i'm smorgasbord and i'm ivan and we are your hosts for content and chill yes the podcast of podcasters who love podcasting and entertainment i don't know i am delusional at this point <laughs> <laughs> but i love this podcast we love this podcast and we love you. Thanks for joining us. I think you guys are going to like this episode. What do we talk about? Today we are talking about Blue Beetle. We actually stayed true and we watched it. We did watch Blue Beetle. You will get our very honest thoughts on it. Yes, and also we did watch Akira together and that was also a match. Akira, another classic. We also just shoot this shit as always. We kind of figure out that we're furries. We kind of accept it all in real time. (laughs) (laughs) She found out that I had a crush on Lucario. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Ivan exposes himself. (laughs) Not like that, you guys. Yeah, not like that, perverts. But just keep listening. Who knows? Maybe it is like that. Yeah. All right. Hello. Hi. Show me your bottom. I made sure. Show me your bottom. Okay, right now? Right now. Okay, mm. let me start undressing. I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I thought you were a Pegasus. A Pegasus. Pega. She's a Pega. <laughs> <laughs> um, she might be about it, actually. <laughs> um, How are you? How's your day been? My day has been pretty great. Yeah. I went to work. Knocked that out. I took a fat ass nap. I um, mm, love some... a good nap. Oh my god, I froze. He's getting it. He's getting it. He's thinking uh, about it. A chicken sandwich. That's what it was. Bojangles chicken sandwich. It was bomb as fuck. Knocked me out. Bojangles? Yeah. Oh, it's on the way home from work, huh? Yes. Um. Apparently, like, it's like a new thing that's from out of state. Yeah. It's like the first one here. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I tried it just because I was going to get Telus to go. But I was like, I always do that. Like, let me just do something new. I was like, I feel like I've been doing so good at the gym that I deserve this. And yeah. I deserve this. Yeah. Let me be a little not normal. little not normal? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, like a little not normal for my normal oh. curator. Oh, mm, yes. Know. Something out yeah. of routine. Out of routine. I have to do it once in a while. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. We love it. We love novelty. Yes, we do. New shiny things. I also worked today. Yeah, you actually worked. You had a longer day than me, huh? Yeah. But, you know, um, I feel like the week before was like the week of Cody's birthday. So I was just like, it was a little bit slower. And I had like blocked off so much that I was happy to have like a busier week this week. Yeah. So. No, that's, um well... <laughs> Last week, I was just, it was just slow for me um, in general. So I totally get that because, like, this week was pretty busy. And I don't know, there's like something fulfilling about it. I also yeah. was like so excited to be at work. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I did a mega set the other day and I was just like, wow, I love doing this. She has the most amazing, beautiful eyes. She was a fairy. She was a fairy. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have seen the TikToks with that sound, yes. but they're pretty delusional. They're like the Lulu vibes, like, yeah. hilarious. Young, like Tumblr. I agree. Tumblr brain. Yeah, literally. Tumblr ruined my sense of humor. No, JK, I, love I it. don't think so. I think it made us better. Period. I feel like anyone that doesn't have Tumblr vibe, you just what are you? Do you even have a sense of humor? You know, I felt like I was gonna talk so much during this catch up, but really, like all I wanted to mention was that I've been playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Yeah. How's that been going? It's been really, really fun in the sense that like it's fun in the sense that it's like okay i'm finally i feel like i'm finally understanding like i'm understanding fantasy in general okay and like just like hear me out hear me out hear me out i feel like there is this mental block that i have to overcome that says this this mental block is like a wall that's like this is too much for you this is overwhelming this is not worth like sparing the brain power yeah. for you to try and understand because that's how I felt watching Star Wars. It's how I felt watching any of the Lord of the Rings. This is how I feel when I want to read. Yes, I get that. And like, I feel that way reading any fantasy like genre book. Um, I like I started reading the fourth wing, which is technically fantasy. And it's like every time I try to read it, physically read it like on my Kindle, 
I was like instantly going to sleep. And, you know, I, I usually would read before bed. But it's like there's this mental block that's like, don't even try. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's kind of that example reminds me of when I was talking to you about aimlessness and the example that Theo Vaughn and um, Jordan Peterson were talking about, which was like, you're in a desert. It's you're free to go anywhere. But what it means to be aimless and have that anxiety about it is that it's so overwhelming because you have so many options that you just kind of like sit there. Yes. Yes. But it, it, yeah, it, it's overwhelming. And I would I felt the same way, like about anime, because I feel like anime the story, the plot line gets so like intricate and so complex and it's so big. And, and um, I remember seeing this thing, I think it was from IGN.com, but it said that people who watch anime have higher intelligence scores or IQ scores because you're able to follow these very, very layered complex story lines and that's exactly what loses me whenever like you know you would tell me about naruto and like stuff like that you know like i'm just like oh my god i could never and that's like where my thought stops it doesn't try to understand so i feel like with Baldur's gate at first i was like fuck man did i just waste 60 dollars and i was like no 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 okay let's watch a youtube video watch the youtube video and i was like just watch it just listen don't judge the thoughts basically and then i was like okay and then i can also figure it out as i go the path will form in front of me no and then when cody was telling me kind of some backstory of like lord of the rings and the hobbit i was actually fucking following and it also helps that there are like similar themes and like concepts that go from like the book that i was reading to this game to Lord of the Rings type shit. Yeah. So I was like actually able to follow and understand. And I was like regurgitating it back to him, like to make sure I was understanding it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, is it happening? Yeah. Is my brain Unlocking? evolving? Yes. 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 So that's exciting. And it's exciting. And I love my character and I love all the characters and I love all the choices. And it's fun. Yeah. No, I have seen some gameplay because, like I said, one of my friends wanted me to like, get it but i'm gonna play with you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah junior i have a friend that wants to play with you but <laughs> yeah and i've seen some of the videos and like the customizations and like okay so there's the crotch genitalia customization i think too yes oh my god uh, yes you see it i you see it you have like three or four choices of yeah because i think i ended up picking like penis d for one of my characters um i made like three characters by this point but I, i'm really only sticking with one but anyway multiple vulvas okay they have a default but yeah you can choose and it's like you can have a wide set vagina a wide set vagina with lots of hair on it oh from modesty forest a forest it hides it hides in there <laughs> quirky quirky <laughs> a vulva <laughs> but yeah so you can customize that and yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not even gonna lie y'all i part of me was drawn to the game because i saw the saucy videos on tiktok yes and i was like you know what yeah this game seems like it's for me (laughs) (laughs) he actually said that then uh another friend actually came up and was telling me he was playing in the moment because i asked him what he was doing and then he was like, yeah, there's this controversial video that was going around about this guy having sex with a bear. And I was like, Ugh. so I immediately went to go see that. Um, but he was a shapeshifter. Yeah. And then he changed it into the bear. But, you know. But it's like he it was consensual. The bear. It, it was consensual. Yeah, I get it. But it's like the whole act of like. Fucking a bear. Bestiality. Yeah, you're shapeshifting back <laughs> your bear form to fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the one I showed you where it's like wolf children. Oh, you're right. Remember that? Yes, it was really sad. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is really sad, but you're like just so focused on the fact she fucked a wolf. Yeah, she he was just like reverted. But in that one, it's like Sashomaru's dad, Zaddy. Yeah, but in a way, he was also like, you know, in a lot of fantasy, for example, like Twilight, or even when I was reading um, the Alpha Sun, werewolves tend to like become a full-fledged dog and (laughs) 
I feel like some fantasy, like they become like a hybrid of human, and I feel like like Harry Potter, that ugly ass creature. Yeah, and I, I feel was so like upset. in Wolf Children, he was a hybrid type. Cute. You know what I mean? Like he's human. still like humanoid. I'm fucking humanoid wolf. That reminds me of uh, B stars. How I yes, somehow I started that not knowing what I was oh signing my up for. God, yes, I remember being at your house and while these scenes were happening, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Wait, when did this happen?" I think I am a furry. <laughs> we are furries. Do you know why? Do you know why? Well, because we grew up watching fucking Tarzan, fucking Lion King, Lady and the Tramp, Fox and the Hound. Like, they make these, like, little cute stories with these animals. And you're just like, yeah, you just accept them. But now these Gen Z kids are all getting, like, these movies that are just, like, you know, humans or, like, they're human-esque, right? Like, whatever. Anyway, so they don't have, like, animals that they just accept as, like, characters that, like, yeah, they're just like us. They're just like people. Yeah. And I mean, I see it like this too. Um, I figure out where I got this concept, but you know, like the evolution period, um, I figure out what book I was reading that was talking about evolution, but in the evolution line of human, we eventually developed past a certain point um, of like, obviously cognitive thought, but what were to happen to like every species in the long run, like a dog fully developed and like, then it like develops consciousness. I mean, cognitive thought as well and like it stands on two legs and it learns and it like oh like in a guardians oh my god yeah just yeah. like that yeah. yeah like all animals eventually reach that like peak point where they all kind of have like a humanoid version kind of like that that's what that reminds me of yeah yeah full circle yeah full circle <laughs> i don't know how yeah, but know. <laughs> we just like, went on this bestiality <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I've accepted it now. You can't shame me about yeah, it. Yeah, honestly, I don't care either. I literally have a crush. I had a crush on Lucario for the longest time. On Lucario? Yes. <laughs> I love There's that for you. something about him that I was just like, oh my god, he's so hot. I'm like, oh my god, he just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. No, like, that's why, like, for a while I was really good at Smash using Lucario because I was just, like, trying to embody his essence. Like, I just have a crush on him. I'm gonna just <laughs> I love this so much. I'm so glad I learned this today. <laughs> you heard it here folks you heard it here well i think we are ready to go into our um let's talk a little bit about about uh blue beetle we saw blue beetle yes we actually saw a few things are we gonna dive in dive in we're diving all right let's motherfucking go let's go all right, so Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. We sainted. Yeah, we sainted. Um, this is DC's latest. Oh, it's DC? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. DC's latest movie. No wonder um, it wasn't super atrocious. You know? Epic, fantastic, and funny. Oh, really? I, I loved it. What would you rate it right now? Nine. A nine? Mm, just because... Okay, um, I feel like I was getting a lot of feedback from others. That my brother was like, "It's bad. It was bad acting, and <laughs> that it was cliche." And like, yeah, like I guess I kind of get that, but it's like, I mean, what superhero movie isn't kind of cliche? Like, it's just like a repeated thing over and over again of like the same thing. But it's like I love how it was done. I love the characters and. I gives me a very Megan Fox, Shia LaBeouf from Transformers vibe. That's like right. You did mention pair. that before. Yeah. Like, I just, like, like them. Um, I like them in character. I actually think both of the characters were really beautiful. Like, I kept looking at both of them and just stopping to appreciate how gorgeous they were. Both, like, the female and, like, the male, like, lead. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie was his, well, his real name is, like, Zolo. Yeah. Zolo Mardi. No, I'm not going to try. Zolo. But the guy who plays the main character, his character's name is Jamie. He's the one who becomes Blue Beetle. And then uh, the you were also talking about Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. She's the Brazilian. Oh, my God. Gorgeous yes. Brazilian. Yes. Gorgeous. Very, like, high fashion. Very baddie. Like, very classy, too. And the vibe she was dressed. Okay. You might not like this. It's okay. I know. But my rating is like a seven and a half. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you're it's like a seven. You could rate it like three. Seven and a half. But I, not like that. I wouldn't care, but you know. No, yeah. I do think some of the acting was a little cheesy. Okay. I did not believe the chemistry between them. I didn't believe it. I felt like there it was, was no, it felt like they were just acting. There was this one outfit that she had that was driving me insane. Really? Which oh my one? God. It's the one when they, spoiler, when they go storm the base or whatever. And she's wearing like these, they look like slacks, but they're kind of jogger shaped esque or they're, or yeah. they taper at the bottom. And then she wears these high top sneakers. And I feel like either the pants should have been bigger or the sneakers should have been low tops. Because it just like I couldn't, I could, I kept looking at it and I hated it. She looked like a fucking astronaut to me. Why did I love that outfit? I hated it. So <laughs> I love those much. high tops. I was like, where can I get high tops just like those? Those are what brand was that? I just didn't like it with the pants. Like it wasn't even that the pants yeah. were bad or the high tops were bad. It together, the shape of it did not work for me. I guess I could tell what you meant because I did feel like it was almost like the high top eight like the whole bottom region of her foot like the high tops just also did seem kind of big for her um which would have been fine no if they would have like i feel like she's like it would have looked better with like you said like a low top yeah like a, even if it was like a fat low top dunk sneaker type shit pandas you know? not pandas bitch <laughs> never pandas i don't know why you're following this trend because i'm gonna get some that's okay that's totally fine with me because does not affect me <laughs> at all it's like if you want to be basic you, be you basic want so those well. you go right ahead be my guess but yeah seven it was the action scenes for me were the highlight like i really really thought like the action scenes were so cool because they did like I, I couldn't even tell you what it was if it was like the perspective like the angles or like the yeah. way that the shots were it kind of reminded me of like um old toby Maguire spider-man type shots like it was really cool something that stuck out to me was um the transformation scene oh my god yes i actually that was one of the notes i wrote transformation scene was sick for me it was like it was really good but it was like Terrifying. it was horrible and it lasted forever and what's funny is like the more i kept thinking about it the more i'm like yeah that probably would be how it would go because when he obtains the the blue beetle it's a uh, they call it the scarab it is like a biometric like robot thing. It's like it becomes it tries to become symbiotic with you. So like it does become fucking symbiotic oh, yeah, with you does. because he has it in his hand and it awakens and then it attacks his face and then it and then flashback to the mummy. Do you remember the mummy with those beetles yes. and they went under their skin? Yes. It went in his fucking body, y'all. And it was so upsetting. He was screaming so much. I was literally like this yeah, guy could that be part. He was screaming was. so much. I was like, he could be an anime voice actor because they do a lot of screaming. Yes. And it also like that sequence where like it was that black stuff that was coming out of his face Oof, and his eyes. Yes. Like I kind of liked how terrifying it looked because I feel like it would be accurate to like what something like taking over your body to like yes. merge with you would probably be like. I'm pretty sure Hellish. it would probably be kind of painful too. Oh, and it looked disgusting. Do you remember whenever he like passed out and he gets up and everyone's like, oh, God, you're back. Like, that's a very accurate reaction <laughs> because I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't look at you. Like, again, mechanic mechanical shit coming out of organic I actually, tissue. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I like the way his spine. It was like the spine had like a base of like this blue with like it looks spinish and it had like metal stuff like sticking out i thought yeah. it was badass but yeah of course i feel like anyone's reaction would be like oh my god are you fucking freak well you know there's all kinds of people out here and i'm someone who's like squeamish so like yeah. i thought it looks painful to look no, at. no i totally get it because um i know when we talked about guardians you were talking about um yes the guy oh. with the fin i forgot what his name is yep but I personally thought that look was disgusting. I didn't like it. I didn't like how, like, his head meshed with, like, the metal. It was kind of <laughs> yeah. like the skin was trying to, like, absorb. Grow over it. Yes. Yeah. I didn't like that. But, like, in Blue Beetle, I guess I just, I mean, if I became, like, like a 
Cybertron type of like being like or a cyborg. I would cyborg. like that look. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's like kind of like metal, like full metal alchemist type vibe. Like hardcore. Like hardcore. Like you can hit me, but it won't hurt. That would be kind of badass though. Yeah. I would love to be able to eat all of the hits. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw yourself out of somewhere and like survive. <laughs> that too. I guess I, I can understand when you mean with like the force chemistry because you're right. I guess that is what like was a little force. Like, yeah, because I think about it react like in a real way but like i mean jenny would not go for a guy like that and like in this world in this economy in this reality you just like jaime is really cute jaime i said jamie oh i was dead ass that bitch at the beginning you were i didn't mean to no it's okay i forgot anyway (laughs) Uh, what, what we're talking about is because okay so my brothers were having this like weird discussion about like Spanish names because in Spanish Irene is Irene and like and it, they're spelled the same because they, I needed that clarification. Yeah, they're spelled the same. And what my one of my brothers was arguing was like that it's disrespectful to be called Irene when you grow up being when you're grown and like you're called Irene. But like same like my name is Ivan, but everyone called me Ivan when I moved here, and it was kind of. I knew who they were talking to because obviously I know how to fucking read, but like I just accepted it and it was just called Ivan. But all everyone has always called me Ivan, and it even in my actual birth certificate it has a hyphen, so like it is Ivan. But I'm not gonna trip. And one of my brothers was arguing that it was disrespectful that like you should correct people. And in the movie, he goes up to a front desk lady, and like he's like, "Oh, my name is Jaime." I forgot what his last name was, but she's like, "Okay, Jamie." And she and he was like, no, it's Jaime. Like he corrected her, but like then he kind of let it go. So that's kind of like what we're talking about right now. Yeah, but in my defense, I literally googled it just to make sure I had all the character names, and I just read it. No, but that that one then that was Diego's point too. Like, you know, someone who comes out, someone who knows only English dialect and like has just been raised on that and reads it like they normally read any other word, they will come up with like jamie or like ivan like that's just normal to or like irene yeah you don't know that they're actually called irene jaime ivan like you don't like because that's not your origin thing you know it it depends on the intention right like i did not intend to say jamie i read it and i totally forgot that that was the whole shtick in the movie or whatever but it's like if someone corrects me i am more than happy to correct myself from that point on now if someone corrects me and then i continue to just be like no it's jamie then that is when i feel like okay now you're being a fucking asshole you're being disrespectful yeah i feel like there's a little bit of vibes yeah her vibe was disrespectful and he and he corrected her and she still refused yes so like i said hi my bitch (laughs) but yeah I did appreciate there was a very strong theme of family and togetherness. Yes, I I agree. I had so many mixed emotions because the emotion that made me rage was when it's a very like life reality thing. But, you know, people who have like take, for example, the Maui stuff that's happening, you know, I still believe that the rich people who want to take over that island did foul play to like basically destroy that island and then they could buy out the land and in a way that's what they remind me of in this movie because the lady's a billionaire she's not the government susan sarandon's character victoria cord victoria cord is just like this billionaire who owns like this high-tech company and like they're like a weapons company so they're like a huge corporation yeah because even like their property you know how their rent was gonna go up Mm. It was bought up by Cord. So Cord was also the one that tripled their rent. Gotcha. But it was also like she just pulled a chopper and brought out like all these soldiers into their property. Like, and this is not even the government. Like, this is just like someone who's a billionaire. It's privatized. Yeah. Yeah. Who has like the resources to do it. And like, it just bothered me because Jaime was in there and his family was just there all alone. They were just like having a regular day. They're surrounded by like all these soldiers with weapons 
broken into the house. Their house is on fire. Like she is willing to kill them to like test out the abilities of the Blue Beetle because he shows up and it's like it is so it was so upsetting to me. I was it was very in my overkill. Heart. Yeah. yeah, because she's like willing to hurt normal people who have nothing to do with it to prove a point and she can do it because she's a billionaire. Yeah, she had no regard for life. Yeah, literally, like fucking bitch. Yeah. <sighs> Still raging. Yeah. But yeah, like that is a very life and reality thing that like just bothers me because it's like it feels like people with money just can have no regard for nothing else, you know? <sighs> I know. I know. And that's an appropriate response, to be honest with you. But yeah, that part was very, very hard. It was very like those were the mo- moments that felt very real. Like I wasn't judging it. I wasn't like thinking like, oh, my God, like this is so like cringy or like, you know, those were good moments. Those were good, real moments. So th- she this cord woman, Victoria Cord, she is wanting to use the scarab, the blue beetle, take its technology and apply it so that you can make like manufacture more manufacture a military of blue beetles of like these op ass motherfucking like soldiers yeah. it's okay like absorb the essence of what like the technology can do duplicate it and then create a vast technology and army with it yes create like this ridiculous basically like an iron man army yeah. And she was using this man who was like another person of color. Like, don't think that I didn't miss that. And she would, she, every time she wanted to try something new, she would do it on this man. And you just like saw him as this big, scary, like conglomerate of like, like half cyborg, half person. And you saw him throughout the movie continue to be this like OP, like really scary big dude. And then at the end, you, somehow access his memories or something so he has a flashback no when they were they had captured jaime and they were absorbing the data Uh because of the link that was created from because it was like going directly towards him like the feed was also updating his like mechanics it like the scarab itself was able to pull back his memories too and you see his past and then it goes back into seeing that he was guatemalan and that he lived in this island that was attacked and his mom died by cord by cord and then the children were forced to join this military and then they were like forced into this regime of becoming these killers and he is a byproduct of that and like her and also like you said like she had no regard for life because throughout the movie it's like you even see a flashback where he's going under surgery for some fucking thing that they're doing on him and she's like, well, what if he doesn't make it? Well, we could just get another one. Yeah, she's like, it's a it's a sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah, and it's like, he remembers all that. I feel like in his brain, he's still like, he had a rooted hatred for her. It was like, he was also just trying to get that power. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was just like... Well, he was taken in as a child, you know? So if he grew up knowing that the best thing to do was to comply, because that meant survival... Because his, he watched his mom die, you know, True. because of cord. Yeah, I think what changed him was the fact that he lost. And then in that moment where he always felt like your family was your weakness. And like Jaime like used it as his strength mm. and proved it to be the opposite. I feel like it kind of like balanced him out again. And he was like, wait, like he's right. And like that's when he changed his mind. and was like, no, like I'm ready to die. Oh, Yeah, it was that was like a heartbreaking little story arc. Like for me, that was like the most heartbreaking. Yeah. And when he like grabbed her and he was like going to self-destruct and he took her and I was just like, yes, kill that bitch. She doesn't deserve to fucking win. Literally. I really hated the end scene when Jaime and his. Okay, I'm going to poke another (laughs) funny hole. Okay, you're going to laugh. I didn't like that either. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to real quick before I get to that that last scene. I thought it was funny as fuck, bro, that this whole family is Mexican. Are they Mexican? Yeah. Mexican. Speaking Spanish. And there are multiple times where they are all huddled and they're hugging each other and speaking Spanish to each other. And I want you to know that his love interest, what was her name? Jenny. Jenny Jenny Cord. She's Brazilian. And they say she's Brazilian. So the whole time they are talking, she's just standing over there like, 
Like, she has no idea what's going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, because I forgot who was trying to tell me that, like, she should have understood, but no. No, she's Bra- Brazilian. Brazilian speaks Portuguese, yeah. Yeah. Portuguese is not the same thing. Do you know it's, like, French and something else? Spanish. Is it? French mm-hmm. and Spanish? Mm-hmm. Because if you, you feel like you can kind of understand yeah, it. Yeah, because Mateo's Brazilian and he's talked to me in Portuguese. I'm like, I kind of understand. It's just like if he's like slurring his Spanish, basically. Oh, and if you learn French, you'd really be able to understand him. I think. No, for real. That's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what I did like about that was like. Obviously, we can all tell Jenny's a ten, and you know Jaime is not that Jaime is not a ten. But Jaime is also, like, a baby. Like, you know, like, young, like, little, like, to me. Like, he's not... He just acted so, like, yeah. Yeah, but what I liked about him was, like, his spunk. Like, that he's still, like... He's still willing to try to kiss her and, like, throw his chance at it. Like, you know, like, he was (laughs) in no way, like, shy about it when it came to him. Like, I like that. Like, when he was willing to kiss her when they were, like, having that moment in the bed. When he was, like, wondering if she was single. Like... Yeah, when they went to the mansion and like he was changing clothes and they were she opened up about like, Yeah, I lived in this house by myself. It was nice. Oh, maybe I fell asleep. Huh? I might have nodded off a little. Because I definitely like you know, during the movie. We went and saw this movie. Well, this is my it was his second time, but my first time watching it. It was at ten we the movie started at ten thirty at night. And I had just busted my ass cleaning the house for Cody's party. And I was like, this was my little, like, oh, I need to get, I need to go do something for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yes, I might, I'm going to fall asleep a little bit. But you're right. Like, he still had the balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's pretty, pretty impressive considering, like, I don't know. It's scary. Yeah, but are we talking about the same end scene where, like, they take off? Okay, yes. So, going back, I hated the end scene where he fucking flies off with her and she has no helmet. No ponytail, no protective eyewear. No, it's like the blue scarab couldn't create a mechanism that like coats her so that she right. would have like they could create like a pod. Yeah, to like, like fly or up something together. Sim- something though. I mean, he can create any physical weapon. I'd imagine the suit can pull out anything from it to like yeah protect her. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like honestly, that was a really unrealistic because if I'm flying with you, you're winding me. I'm gonna die. Like. Yeah. yeah, and altitude, like yeah. hello. Literally, I know, I know. That scene was the one where I was just like, okay, okay, like y'all are cute, but also this is fucking stupid. So like, please yeah. change this. Yeah, um, literally, you get to transform into a car, <laughs> like Kirby, <laughs> or Jake the dog. Oh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> I will say that scene where he creates the the halberd. What is it called? The halberd. Is that what it's called? The weapon, yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I love that scene. Yeah. And they put that in the trailer, and I think that was the move. Yeah, it was. Good on them. Because also, um, we didn't watch Bleach, but Ichigo's weapon is very similar to that. It mm. has like no actual like grippy. Oh thing, yeah. Like yeah, and it's like a giant knife, and like it throws the same ability. It's like a the Getsuga is like a slash of pressure. Basically. Oh my god, it's kind of like Windscar. Oh my god, yes, it's actually what the fuck? Duh. Literally like reoccurring not, <laughs> themes. Not Cloud, Inuyasha, and Ichigo being the same character in different <laughs> ways. Yeah, literally. I love that. But yeah. Good yeah. movie. Really funny. Funny parts. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I I mean I'm pretty biased and I feel like I give it a high rating too because I just like love that it was like in Spanish. Yeah. And they Shut were all the fuck out. And um someone something that someone pointed out, well, I think it was my brother. He was like, I think the older actors acted so much better than, like, obviously the younger <laughs> ones. And it's true. Like, the grandma was believable. George Lopez was fucking funny. George um, Lopez was funny as fuck in this movie. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I definitely did love, like, the whole Latina, like, Latino, like, acting. They were very on point. Yeah. Love that. Um. Okay. You ready to talk about... Akira. Akira. Hell yeah. Okay, something else that we watched that 
Shout out. Samuel told us to watch. We'll to- has, Shout out to Samuel. Has been hounding me to watch this movie. And for whatever reason, I kept dipping and dodging is Akira. And this movie is from 1988. 1988? Yeah. That's crazy. We weren't even born when this aired. Yep. Japanese animated cyberpunk action directed cyberpunk. by Katsuhiro Otomo. Katsuhiro Otomo, you're a genius, friend. You're a genius. I feel like everyone knows the red motorcycle. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And so it's that movie. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. I'm so glad we watched this movie. Yes, actually. Um, I didn't really know what we were kind of going into because, to be honest, I mean, I knew that there was some kind of telekinetic ability within the movie. But I didn't really know the actual essence of, like, the theme of it. And, um, yeah, we, yeah. I, we both went into it blind no expectations really yeah yeah, literally we just knew it was going to be a really good film with really good graphics we knew that it was an iconic same thoughts paved the way like that motorcycle scene Mm -hmm. where Kaneda is that how you say Kaneda where he slides the bike that scene has been recreated so many times it walked so everyone else could run yeah and I, I was waiting for you to say that. Well. Why? Because I love saying that. Yeah, you do. I love to say it. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying it now. I'm so no. conscious. No. Oh, gosh. Gosh. Sorry. I ruined that for you. Anyway. Anyways. Rating. 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. It's a worth a watch. It you really know is. what? Like, if you watched Lucy and you liked that movie, because I didn't even really like Lucy that much, the one with Scarlett Johansson. I did. I was trying to see, like, how I could get that drug after I found out. But I was like, no, that drug is not. Was it a drug? Oh, it was a drug because it was, like, in her body. And they, like, yeah, so, like, they, like, stuffed her her in her. Oh, that was so disturbing. Yeah, and it, like, opened inside her. Because they were beating her up. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was fucked up. But anyway, so if you liked that movie, this movie, I feel like, set the tone like set the precedent for that in a way so i knew about the telekinetic ability but it was more than that it was almost as if it was the essence of human evolution like yes it was basically stating that if the human life continued to this like level it would advance beyond like a psychic whether it's like telekinetic or telekinesis um or telepathy is what I also meant to say but it just like kept going and evolving and eventually it's like it implodes and you like well you become more than just the shell that is your body yeah you just like reach peak and eventually like your energy your light yeah like your light expands so it creates basically like in a nuclear event in that moment where everything is destroyed but in the process you become a universe like it's like you evolve to a peak and then you are something else eventually. Yeah, because essentially what happens is you see Canada, which he's the one with the red bike, like he's the iconic whatever. And the only reason I knew Tetsuo, which is the the character who gets tested on and who gets set on this journey to like evolve and evolve and evolve and get stronger and stronger only reason I knew he was a main character was because of that TikTok trend with the, with the you remember I showed you? And he's mm. like, it's like, Dunk, and he's like, ah. No. Remember, it was like, my diet starts today. It's like, Dunk, and then it shows like burgers. He's like, ah. He's no. like, stop. Or I don't remember. Bitch. Okay, I'm going to show you again. But the only reason I knew Tetsuo was like a main character as well was because of this TikTok trend um, that was really funny and you don't know nothing about. But I forgot where I was going. You were talking about um, Tetsuo and Kaneda. They were part of this biker gang. Yeah, basically like biker gangs. And And Tetsuo was always kind of like the loser. Like he was always getting like saved by Kaneda. I do remember that. Yes. In a way. He felt powerless. Yes. 
Um, but I feel like Kanada was just that guy. Like, oh always. my god, he yeah. was that guy. Yes, and it wasn't like that he did it on purpose or like he told you no. what to do. It was like in a way he also cared about him. Yeah, and I feel like like big brotherly. Yes, and I don't think that Tetsuo realized that. I feel like Tetsuo, since he was bullied, since he was because they were both orphans, they were left in an orphanage, and they grew up being yes. friends, and that was like their origin and upbringing. But Tetsu always felt, I guess, less... Less than. Less than. And he got this power surge when it came to, like, unraveling his psychic abilities. Because the way, like, the psychic abilities started, you could move stuff with your... Well, hold on. First, he got hurt. And then the government took him away. Yes. And this world is, like, weird because it's post a huge explosion. So... Akira had already happened and basically what Akira was he was also another test subject that eventually evolved to what the evolutionary line of a human's extent was and it created this catastrophic event that wiped out Tokyo and then Tokyo Neo Tokyo it was Neo Tokyo so New Tokyo but and it was 30 years after I believe is is when all of this is taking place yes so like imagine the world starting over like Tokyo had to start completely over. So there are still like this this civil dis like unrest. Yes. Because there were like terrorist attacks that were happening throughout the movie. But honestly, it was a little like gang violence. Like it was gang on gang violence. Like it was like gangs would get together and duke it out in bikes and just try to beat each other up. Yeah, because Kaneda yes. and Tetsuo were on the same biker gang. Yes. And then they just kind of got into it and Tetsuo ended up getting hurt and he ended up being taken and they were supposed to take him to the hospital, but eventually just took his body and for testing for testing as a guinea pig, right? Yeah. No, in a way I feel like they knew what they were doing It's as if they pick someone to, yeah, they keep reproducing these like children that become. look like little old people. Yes, but what happens with that? And I just kind it kind of dawned on me. But the reason they look like that is because that medicine, obviously, that they're given, it holds their powers. It, no, it prevents them from evolving. Yeah. So once that's you, what I'm it's like once you start the evolution process, it's like it gets haywire and it eventually peaks. So in order to keep it at bay and not like force the evolution to end and i guess study them in like a longevity type period you suppress their ability and it's like it's killing them at the same time that they're not like unraveling you know yeah yeah kind of like that yeah because you see these little like creatures and they look like kids but (laughs) they're like little old kids they're little old kids and they low-key kind of look like zombies too because i feel like i remember them being discolored as well yeah they were very discolored they were like grayish so they pick up akira's body i mean sorry they pick up tetsuo's body after he gets hurt after like a biker gang duel and they put those they do that to him i don't even know what you would call it they bestow him with the telekinetic abilities and he keeps escaping. That's the part that like really, <laughs> really kept getting me. I'm like, bro, he is so important. And how is it so easy for him to keep getting out? Yes. But like, because he's getting out, he's no longer being monitored. He's no longer keeping his powers under control or like it's, he also on a leash. Yeah, because it also seems like it's like his progression of the psychic ability was unraveling so quickly that he understood and it was almost as you see through the movie he eventually mastered to like just crush things because when all those soldiers remember like when yeah. he was escaping yeah in the room like a line of soldiers came and he just like manipulated like it was like a pressure he created and it blew all of them up like yeah. it squished them yeah so at that point like he couldn't be controlled and then well, i took it as like Remember, he was he felt like he was the underdog this whole time. So now he finally feels powerful. Yeah, he finally feels powerful. So he was like reveling in it. He was like relishing it. He was like trying to push. He was trying to push it because he was like, oh, my God. Like he was power drunk. Yeah. And and 
like an effect of it was because he was using the power way too extensively too quickly too quickly it also became unstable um yeah there was a point where like it was disturbing yeah because he lost his arm somehow and then when he lost his arm he was able to break down matter of like metal like pieces and create a cyborg like arm to replace it and like bend it with his psychic ability yeah and it, yeah it gave very, very like breath of the wild if you think about it kind of like yeah like link mm-hmm. but also like in a way it makes sense i mean for example i think about the book like i think about the joe Dispenza book and he talks about the essence of everything's an atom and how everything's like energy and vibration and in a way, it's the same thing. Like, he just basically duplicated the arm with a different form of matter and just used energy to manipulate it, basically. But it got out of hand that eventually it was becoming this flesh-like concoction that was just, like, crazy-looking. Oh, like, it was so gross. I was yeah. like, I'll make it stop. No, yeah, at some points it was like a giant baby. Like, Ew, it was like a gooey pain. baby. Yeah, but, like, as if it was living, like, it was so out of control that the essence of it was like so unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, my body's not listening to me anymore. Yes. So that was when Akira came back, came back and helped him basically. But okay. So this actually reminds me of another book that I had like read called the Seth books. And basically the premise of that book is um, this lady and her husband. Well, this lady gets taken over this otherworldly personality that comes into her body and speaks through her as a medium. And her husband writes down everything that that essence says in like a diary. And they did this for a long time. But when she is in the medium trance, um, he like is speaking like words like every minute. Like it's not like he's like extensively talking like he's like barely communicating through her. But part of what he said was. That is the evolutionary line of a human. You eventually, I mean, I don't know about the psychic abilities, but you eventually stop reincarnating. The cycle breaks and you become a consciousness that is no longer held by a vessel. And that is exactly kind of what this movie reminded me of, because it was kind of like Akira at the end came back being a consciousness, not even being a material form because he was no longer material like. Yeah, he back. no longer had a physical body. Yeah, I came back to, like, stop the event that would, like, destroy Tokyo once again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, also, as a scientist, why are you doing this again? <laughs> like, you already created an apocalyptic event or, like, a nuclear well, that's event. That's what I'm saying. Like, why were they, like, yeah, let's push him because remember, there's that scene where the general and the scientist are like overseeing Tetsuo's like yeah chart. Yeah, it, but he's also like in the process of being in the procedure, and he's like, "Well, let's make sure that we can keep a handle on this, but let's also make sh- like continue to see what we can do. Like, let's see what we can really do." Type shit, and I'm like, "Okay, this guy is so important to you." You know you're bestowing these fucking insane powers. You've seen the w- the worst thing that can happen. And he still was so easily able to just go. Because remember the first time he got out? I know that I know we were talking about the part where he like had brought his powers to like not full like whatever full level, but the first time he just like fucking snuck out and went to school to steal Canada's Canada's bike. Yes, I do remember that. And I'm like Okay, did he walk out? Yeah, did you guys not surveil him enough? I think maybe they thought they sedated him longer than he did and, like, he wasn't supposed to wake up, if that makes sense. Well, they're stupid. Yeah, for stupid. sure. Stupid. Also, yeah, if you're going to experiment on some kid, wouldn't you think to have him in a high-level facility where, like, That's he what is I was not... Thinking. He... Or, like, guards or some shit. Yeah, and he's just not accessed or accessible to anyone it's not just the hospital that you're just putting this kid under back you know is it like to not raise suspicion that like that's what i was wondering yeah like you experimented on random people and you just plant them yeah and to not make suspicion you just like maybe so i don't know but definitely worth a watch it's 
one of the one of the classics. Yes, it was definitely not what I expected it to be. I actually was at the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, and that movie's long too. It's two hours and four minutes. Uh, it's crazy. It's so good. It's really good. Canada is the man. Yes, because I was surprised at his will to live to the extent of the end, even when, I mean... He was still willing to face Tetsuo at his fullest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was still going forward, moving forward. Was he actually the reason that he lost his arm or not? I can't remember. But I do remember it was like part of of the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. But he was willing to tackle this dude still with an immense of a crazy ability. Like he has now seen just what he can do. And he still was like, no, this is my friend. Like. I need to help. I need to help him. Yeah. It's crazy. It was a very Naruto trying to save Sasuke moment. Uh, so noble. Yes. So noble indeed. I love that. So Akira. What else? Um, I wish they did like a theater live thing. Like I would totally I'm sure they do. I'm sure eventually it comes around. Yeah. It's kind of like the Hayao Miyazaki movies where they eventually have them. Any other honorable content mentions? Any other entertainment? Um, yes, actually. One Piece, the live action. Oh, have you been watching it? Um, I finished episode two. Okay. Um, I do like it. They broke records. Did you see that? No. The biggest premiere numbers over Stranger Things and Wednesday. I believe it because at first... I seen the trailers and being a One Piece fan, I mean, you tend to be kind of critical of a live action of any sorts. Well, and then after they did the Cowboy Bebop live action, which was such a huge flop. So this uh, was like, yeah, but I mean, scary. they've done that with like Death Note. They've done that with Bleach. They've done that with like so many animes. True. That, that you, you kind of lose faith. Yeah, you lose faith. And I will say, obviously, it is not a shot by shot of what happens. But obviously, One Piece is an anime that is a thousand episodes plus. So you can't put the extensiveness of Mm. all of that into all these clips. Like they all can't be precise to make the story go by at a really good pace. pace. But I will say at first I was really abrasive of the main character and his persona but no, I ended up liking, his name is, I think, Iyaki, and he's Brazilian. Oh, my God, all these Brazilians being so great. Brazilian takeover. Yes, but he, I like the light that he is in his acting. He's very likable. Hmm. He's very, the presence he has is very tailored to who Luffy is and One Piece as well. And yeah, it's not the same voice that you're used to, but he is it has almost the same <laughs> that scratchy voice. Yeah, yeah, I love his little voice. It almost has the same demeanor of, you know, like cheerfulness. Cheerfulness, yeah, like joyness and what that is, and what the presence of someone who has a lot of light in them brings to your life. You know, Aww. yeah. And I will say, I love Zoro's character. Um, I love Zoro's Nam- the one who caught my eye. Oh, yeah, Zoro's fine as fuck. Okay, <laughs> and actually, it's funny, but in my brother was telling me that. They actually are those uh, ethnicities in One Piece. Soro is Japanese in One Piece and Luffy is Brazilian in One Piece. Wow, okay. Yeah, so they actually casted these people. Correctly. Correctly. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, they actually do look at, like, Luffy's slankiness because Luffy's not a very buff character. He's very small and lanky looking. The animated one is very string bean. Yeah, and... He gives that. He gives very, like, the thin boy vibe. And then Zoro is, like, the cool guy. And I haven't seen the rest of the casting just because I'm about to hit episode three. But I like it so far. Like, the first episode definitely did it justice. You see the origin of when Luffy ate the devil fruit. It's like a flashback. And then it goes back into the current of what's happening in the moment. But, yeah, I personally did enjoy it i showed it to my brother and my brother ended up liking it too he was so hesitant hesitant to watch it because he's like i'm not watching that mid ass garbage but he he did enjoy it he was like yeah i would continue watching this. wow yeah. okay diego yeah diego okay diego yeah 
I love that. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I definitely do think you guys should tune in. Even if you don't watch One Piece. This might be your gateway. This might make you want to go see the anime. Yeah, it really should. I mean, I feel like what One Piece is right now is totally, totally different than when One Piece was when it started. But I love that. The evolution of anime, period. Like, that's just what it is. It's, like, totally different from the beginning. Yes, literally. And because even in the anime, I mean, the anime itself was created, I'm going to say 1996. So, it's that old. And back then, yes, you have devil fruit powers, which you eat a devil fruit. It gives you specific power. Like, Luffy's is the rubber fruit. He made his, it made his body rubber. You lose the ability to swim. Everyone who eats a devil fruit loses the ability to swim. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't know that. And if you're touched by or like a lot of seawater, you become weakened. Oh. But in the beginning of it, I mean, you know, bullets deflect back because you're rubber, you know, and you can get hit, but it won't hurt him just because he's rubber. But that's the extent of it. And now it just becomes like the current Luffy is like a god and can manipulate lightning and, you know, make and touch things and make them rubber so wow. yeah it's just very so crazy to what it like the beginning of how was. it started how it's yeah. going yeah very bad wow okay I love it. was there anything any other honorable mentions um yes i actually just recently read this book or heard this book on youtube because what morgan made me discover was that most audiobooks are available on youtube yes yeah, so if you guys don't want to do 15 dollars a month for audible then just YouTube and it it works best if you have YouTube premium because then you don't have ads and all that. But if you don't have it either way, YouTube, you can find most audiobooks for free. Yes. So I came across this book. It's by Jordan Peterson and he was on Theo Vaughn's podcast. And honestly, Jordan Peterson is a I would say he's a genius. He's definitely someone to be revered and his whole thing is about making the world actually better to actually have a set goal of what humanity and what humanity should do to move forward, not only to avoid like the current climate change that's going on, but um, he also talked about making it easier for everyone. If we could just eradicate people who are poor and give them enough money to have a living and they would care more about the earth and the progression of our own society. Um, it's very different than like the mentality of, you know, capitalism where you, you know, just take more and more and more and like fuck the poor type shit. But um, then I looked into his like books and there was one that was like the 12 rules of life. And it's a really good read. It was definitely very eye opening. It was actually a very eye opening week. Um, thanks to Morgan in that book. But it just... It's definitely worth looking into. And what's the title again? 12 Rules of Life. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Look it up. Yeah, I won't go that much into it because I, I want to hear it again. Just because I tend to get so much information that I I don't have a list of things or bullet points that I've made. So it's all over the place and all over my mind. And I don't want to like jumble it up or like, you know, not say yeah. it correctly. But um, I'm definitely going to listen to it again. Um it has a lot of really good messages, but it's also like a self-help book. It just basically also puts into perspective, like what for me, at least it gave me awareness to create goals, have long-term goals, have short-term goals to not be so aimless. And also there's like something challenging about that. You know, Um, you don't necessarily evolve if you don't really have goals. And I've never really have seen it that way so yeah yeah period welcome 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 (laughs) okay (laughs) Dax. no that was perfect who are you i'm smorgasbord and i'm ivan and we are your hosts for content and chill yes the podcast of podcasters who love podcasting and entertainment. I don't know. I am delusional at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this podcast. 
we love this podcast and we love you. Thanks for joining us. I think you guys are going to like this episode. What do we talk about? Today we are talking about Blue Beetle. We actually stay true and we watched it. We did watch Blue Beetle. You will get our very honest thoughts on it. Yes, and also we did watch Akira together. And that was also a match. Akira, another classic. We also just shoot this shit as always. We kind of figure out that we're furries. We kind of accept it all in real time. <laughs> she found out that I had a crush on the car. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Ivan exposes himself. <laughs> not like that, you guys. Yeah, not like that, perverts. But just keep listening. Who knows? Maybe it is like that. Yeah. All right.